0: Hey, Moving Forward listeners, a quick disclaimer before you listen to this episode, which is part of the book writing miniseries that I recorded several years ago. The books I was a co-author on are no longer in print, and I have since permanently parted ways with my former co-author. As such, I have edited these episodes, removing as many mentions of the titles as possible. I'm also adding this disclaimer to minimize any confusion. The basic information contained within is still helpful, which is why I've decided to keep them on this podcast. I also encourage you to listen to episode 388 to learn more about the reasons behind my decision. Now that we've covered that, I hope you enjoy this series and find these episodes helpful. Thank you. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 251. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Part one, I'm going to build off of last week's episode, Marketing Your Book. The earlier you can start, the better off you're going to be. Once your book is out, marketing is going to be an ongoing process. You're going to continue. You're going to want to continue to do that. Not just the day you launch the book, not just that week, but continue to do that on your social media accounts. If you have them for your book with your mail list, if you launch a podcast, continue to create episodes. Speaking of podcasts, I should have mentioned this last week. If you're not going to launch a podcast, and many of you probably won't because it is an additional, uh, it's a pretty big step to take to do that. I'm going to cover it in a whole other miniseries, but at the very minimum, you should be guesting on podcasts and pitching yourself as the author of the book, as well as an expert in the subject matter that's covered within. This can be a very effective way for you to market your book and to get the word out there. And so that's one thing you should do, hop onto Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, search the topic words that relate to your book or your experience and reach out to those podcast hosts. Be aware some of those podcast hosts may ask for complimentary copies. It's entirely up to you how you want to handle that. Just be aware if you're self-publishing as an author and even if you're traditionally published, I believe it's, the, it's mostly the case in traditional publishing that author copies You do have to buy those. So, uh, you know, any copies that you're giving as a gift uh, or that maybe you're selling at at a book signing, uh, any books that you want to have in your own personal stash, you're going to have to buy those. Now, uh, KDP does offer the print version of your book uh, that you can buy. It's called an author copy at a discount. It's the same book, it's just the cost of printing plus shipping. But be aware that that is uh, money out of your pocket that you have to spend for that. So, evaluate, you know consider whether or not uh, you know some podcasts, if it's a huge show that you happen to get booked on great, that, that'll be totally that might be totally worth it uh, to give away a comp copy. If it's a podcast that just launched and they have twenty listeners and they're just still building out, may not be as worth it. A uh, couple things you can do: encourage the podcast host to download the sample chapters off of uh, for the Kindle version of the book, or if you want, you can create a PDF version of the book that's watermarked. say it's comp copy for a podcast host, not for distribution. So those are some things that you can do, but that's something that you're going to want to weigh as you're looking into getting booked on podcasts. Obviously, continue the social media. Media posts as well that's going to be important maybe write blogs or articles about it LinkedIn has a great uh, just simple one button to push to write an article and you can you can publish it to your followers that you have a book all right let's move into part two what is KDP select I'm gonna talk about that I'm gonna talk about reviews and expectations for your book so let's start with KDP select KDP Select is a specific program for your ebook. So, if you publish the ebook, the Kindle version, you can enroll in this program and it will open it up to what's called the lending library. So, if someone buys your book, their Kindle version of your book, they can loan it to a person. That can increase your readership and your exposure. And I do believe that Amazon does pay you a, a little bit of royalty for that as well. So, it could be an additional revenue stream. Uh, you can also give away the ebook for free for five days, so you can actually reduce the price to zero. If you just publish it without enrolling in KDP, there's a minimum price I think you have to charge for your book. But you could give it away, I think, for up to five days, which may help with the downloads and in the re- and the readership of it, especially if you're, you're a brand new author and you don't have a very big following. So these are things that can help with exposure. The trade-off is that you're bound by an exclusivity period. I believe it's 90 days in which you can't publish this book anywhere else. So I talked about platforms before. You can't publish this on, let's say, iBook. Were uh, you know Google Play? If you're enrolled in KDP, you're you're basically choosing to be exclusive with Amazon uh, for for that period. I'll have the terms linked in the write up so you can see that. So that also, by the way, includes. PDFs. You can't give away PDF versions of your book as I talked about in part one. So, you know, keep that in mind if you're booking yourself on podcasts. Uh, but KDP does seem to have some benefits. Again, I'll have the link in the write up so you can look at that and weigh whether or not it's something that you want to think about. All right, let's talk about book reviews. Obviously, getting reviews for your book is going to be important so that it continues the momentum. The more reviews you have, the more notoriety and the more attention and the more you're going to attract new readers. Think about it. I mean, if you're looking for a product or you happen to stumble upon a product on Amazon, you're going to look at the reviews. And the more you have, the better off you're going to be. The hard part is getting reviews, and it is not easy. So uh, let me start off with what should be common sense, but it bears repeating, don't buy reviews. Don't trade reviews for complimentary copies of your book. Those are two big no-nos. You want unbiased organic reviews. Also, I should point out that if your family member loves your book, even if they're writing an unbiased review for you, if Amazon sees that uh, you're related, they will probably take down the review. So, uh, you know, that I think is a little draconian, but... You know, that is what it is. So how do you get reviews? It's not easy. If you put out a quality product, though, you continue to market it. If you are marketing it, especially on podcast appearances, blogs, and social media posts, you know, you should ask your readers if you love this book, do write a review of it. It does help us. Remind your listeners, the people and and your fans that, you know, uh, hey, you love this book. Let other people know about it because sometimes they just they might not have the time right now where it just may have slipped their mind or it's not on their radar. So sometimes you'll just have to remind them, but it's going to take time. So have the patience and and really marketing your book is key to that. Just letting your audience know, you know, on repeat that, hey, I sound like a broken Record, but if you love the book, leave a review. All right, expectations. My hope for you is that you write this book, you publish it, and it's a runaway hit bestseller, and that you're able to make a lot of money off of it. Realistically speaking, though, most books, uh, you know, the I think the statistic is that the average lifespan of a book is about 250 copies sold, and um. So, be realistic. Most books that are published don't become runaway bestsellers. Uh, you will make some money off of it. Obviously, you're creating a product and, and you're putting your intellectual property in it, you're putting a price. You can set the price, so you know, do weigh that as well. and Amazon will give you a calculator to see what the proceeds are. But you know you, you've spent money probably on an editor. You may have spent some money on building uh, up your your website and all of that good stuff. Uh, so, you know, making money off of your book, should not be your only goal is what I'm going to tell you right now Uh, because it's going to be an ongoing process if you're a new author. If you're not famous, you're, you're not an influencer, you don't have a big following, you're going to have to really work at it to increase sales. And maybe you do want to become an author, so this will be your first time at this, so you're going to have to continue with your next book but have goals other than I want to become famous where I want to become rich. You know, I, I think there's a lot of satisfaction in just having finished a book and putting it out there. Your story, uh, your your expertise, it may help someone. Even if you never hear about it, there's value in that. And so I think there is an accomplishment that you should be proud of if you get to the stage in which you've written a book, you've added, edited, you compiled it, you put it together, and you put it out there. So find satisfaction in that. Uh, I'm gonna put links to things like the KDP Select program in the write-up, that, which is at bemovingforward.com. Your homework is... Really, continue that marketing of the book. Start looking at podcasts to reach out to and make sure you have realistic expectations for what you want your book to do. All right, part three, The Entrepreneur Equation, Evaluating the risks, Realities, Risks, and Rewards of Having Your Own Business by Carol Roth. Four stars. This is probably one of the only books on entrepreneurship that I've read that really gives the other side to the equation, that it is not easy, there are a lot of considerations that you have to think about if you wanna start your own business, and it's not for everyone. I would say if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, read this book as well as uh, The $100 Startup, which I talked about a couple months ago. I would say that those two books will give you a very balanced diet of views and considerations in terms of starting your own business. What I really liked about Carol Roth's book is that she ties in all these considerations that you don't think about. And her thesis is that don't use entrepreneurship as an escape hatch from a a job that you don't like. It's a compelling argument, and she does have hard facts and case studies to to back that up. Uh, And I think it's a compelling thesis. I'll be back next week. We're at the home stretch. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward.